Well, welcome back to another episode of Miles Driven with me, Miles. And howdy from me, Sam. Are you? Uh, I didn't have anything ready, but I went sort of cowboy. Okay. Are we doing American? Well, it's a language, isn't it? Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so we've An done, American cowboy. We've done all types of Europe, and you've done Gaelic, and then... Uh, I did Mongolian. You did do Mongolian. Oh, so you have actually ventured outside yeah, of yeah. Europe before. Oh, mate, I am a plethora of... Big gap in the podcast there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of words, and then I just lost it. So the Australians and the New Zealanders can look forward to, and the Canadians, they can look forward to when you come and... Uh, Maybe, yeah. quite possibly. We might go del- delve into Africa and Asia. Yeah, and... Well, the South Africans, they, they should be yeah, too yeah. challenged. Well, Asia. Or if you can do Africa. I'll do Asia. Uh, yeah. Icelandic, Swedish, Norway. Yeah. Nordic. I, I've just realised, as we're recording this podcast, just in case it comes up in the background, that the there is a church not too far away from where we record. I can't even hear that. And they're doing their church bell practice as they do of an evening every, on a Tuesday. On, on, yeah, every one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just in case you can hear that in the background, I don't think it will catch. But just in case, it's not the ominous sound of the end of the podcast. No, I just thought. Can you imagine if someone <laughs> listened to this whole thing and they thought they well, they got church bells playing? Is that yeah. like a background to the miles driven now? Yes, it is. Like yeah. That? Yeah, that's how yeah. we do things. Yeah. We're very very religious on this podcast. So. Do you want me to start off with a topic, Sam? And Why we'll, not? We'll, we'll wind you up because you had a lot in the last podcast. We did I did. I basically and... talked for the whole thing. Yeah, so. which was was quite refreshing for me. Yeah. Just a quick thing. You know, we said in a previous podcast, I think it was a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the Daihatsu and I think it's called a cappuccino. Right. Or, or something along those. And it was the little two-seater thing. Mm-hmm. And we talked oh, about yeah, how we'd yeah. seen it in a motor show. I saw well. one. Do you know what? I've seen two. I saw one again. earlier. No way. Way. <laughs> yeah. I saw this one guy, he was having the time of his life. He, I was driving back from the gym. He came off a roundabout doing the absolute limit of what that car could do with Which the roof down. Albeit not a lot. It wasn't a lot, but he had a, a wicked smile on his face. Yeah, he, was, he was loving life. So fair play to him. And then the other one was sort of a more mature woman, I should say. Having, it looked like she'd just gone to do her shopping. But she had a like a big hat on and stuff. Oh, well, she, she had the roof up. And I thought, God, the people that drive these have got some real character about them. Well, if, yeah, if I could to. fit in one, I should go and buy one. But yeah, but you don't have any character. Ah, uh, maybe the car would add the character. Maybe, maybe they didn't have any character before they bought the car, and they just sort of adopted it. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's the car. Maybe they assign you a character as you buy the yes, car. It's yeah. like guess who? You have to flick down a few things, <laughs> yeah. and then you get given a character. You're desperately hoping you don't get someone like, oh, you got the dullard. Ah. Oh. I was that yeah. before. Yeah. It's not really I came here to change my yeah. life and it's now the same. I spent all this money on a car for this reason. But anyway, I just thought I wanted to pick that up. Yeah, Some yeah. big news for Coventry. Can you guess what it is? They're going to build that broken half of the cathedral. No. Like, more um, exciting and more to do with... Well, the Canterbury gonna... Tales in... Oh, they're in Canterbury. What a stupid thing uh, yes. to say. Well, we well, should let's, definitely let's, leave that in. Let's, let's edit that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's something... Well, obviously, we're automotive, so I will say it's not quite automotive, but it is transport-based. Horses? Nope. Buses? Planes? Helicopters? Jet skis? Well, do you know what? For us, you, you went along the right route. You haven't said it, but I'll let you... So Trains? Coventry. Hoverboards? <laughs> E-scooters? Uh, you kind of taxis. Get, you can't if you were playing that hot and cold with me, you, and you keep going to Helsinki and then going to Madrid, sort of, you know, or Barcelona, whatever. Uh, hoverboards. You close. Coventry is going to be the world, or is the world's first flying taxi port. 
brilliant. They've they've actually fitted this. So are they filming another film of the 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 sixth sense or whatever it's now <laughs> not uh, the fifth element. That's where they had yeah, flying cars in. Yeah. But so basically, it's a it's a VTOL, so vertical takeoff and landing drone, which can carry about six people. No, it can't. That's what they say. No, it can't. And they've got a special license, like helicopters do, to fly VFR over crowded cities and you know urban spaces. So if you've got a house in Coventry, move. And if you well, you might have seen one of these things. I don't know. I don't know what they're. I don't know how what they're. Oh, of course they haven't, because they're not real. So it's it, not been on the news at all. They have. It was in the news. That's where I found it. Yeah, not on. Like, now it's on not Mars on, driven not, news. Not so on is, the news. This Sam. This is the biggest news channel there is. Out well, there. yeah. I mean, we've literally got tens of people. Uh, millions. Yeah. Millions. Well, every motoring manufacturer we know that because they keep. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, and I've got my my day trip out in a Ferrari any day now, actually. Yeah. Well, there we go. So I spoke to Enzo earlier. Did you? Well, yeah. and he was like, I'm really sorry you drove a, a knackered one at... Uh... Yeah, I mean, is he still alive? No. Yeah, so he said, I'm really sorry that I'm dead. <laughs> but... But, <laughs> but would you like to come over to Marinello and we'll give you a car? So they reckon they've got... I think it's... I'm reading off my notepad here. So sorry if I sound a bit robotic for everyone, but... No, it's nothing, nothing new. <laughs> no, nothing new for you. <laughs> They're saying there's going to be a rapid expansion and that they basically are planning to put these in areas of the country and the areas of the world that have poor public transport systems so unlike london for example which has an underground and buses well you describe london as a poor transport system well because i don't want to get on the tube because i don't fit on it because <laughs> uh, the tubes are too too low everyone knows that everyone who gets on the tube not if you go on says, the circle bakerloo or hammersmith and city you can tell that sam has been on these not bakerloo sorry metropolitan there we go because they've got the new trains that you could fit on yeah, well, well, we've been on a couple that I fit on. Yeah, that's that line. Okay, well, there we go. So if you're very tall, uh, there's the lines. You, you can, can only go on, on the circle, Hammersmith. And... <laughs> yeah, if you're visiting London, Sam's told you the lines. Those are the ones. So this port, it costs six million quid to build. Oh, good. But as opposed to costing hundreds of millions, like an airport, and they're aiming it for areas that don't have good train. You know, so, for example, London has the underground. Well, Coventry has, an, a, a, apparently, according to the news story, a very poor public transport system because of how it was built up and it was sort of motor city kind of okay when it you know they had a lot of car production there for years so it was roads and all those roads are clogged and so they're trying to come up with another answer now the whole thing is 150 feet the whole port it's 150 feet across 46 meters if you're listening to us in euros and in euros yeah <laughs> if you're in euros then there you go or a lot of the rest of the world but you know we'll, we'll gloss over or australians they do metric as well okay so basically if, if you're uh brits and americans and maybe a couple of others then i've given you it in feet but for the rest of the world i've given you it in euros <laughs> um they say they've got i think something like a hundred odd orders uh Currently fly, yeah, so they're currently flying under a special dispensation. They've got a pre-order, sorry, for 13 others. And the idea is that they will go to towns and cities that have poor public transport systems and will be able to transport, say, five or six people at a time. And this will be able to eventually be computer-controlled. At the moment, it can't be computer-controlled because... Well, so you've just got a 15-year-old with a controller? I think you have to be... I don't you know. There's no age limit, actually, to flying, is there? Thinking about it. This is utter tosh, is what this is. This is built, Sam. This is utter insanity. And apparently some bloke turned up who worked for a very large motoring manufacturer. This was written in the article. And he was a sceptic. And when he left, 
He was a believer. That's what they said in the article. I didn't well, write big, that down, bra- I big that. brown bags of cash can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, there you go, yeah. Um, but yeah, so at the minute they fly under VFR, which is exactly what helicopters do. If you ever see a helicopter going over the top of you, it's almost definitely flying a VFR, which means it can go over a, a busy uh, urban area below it and it just flies and avoids traffic. It, I think it has to be controlled in certain parts of certain, well, different countries will have different rules, but I don't know about the VFR in London. I think you're a bit more, you can be VFR in certain corridors and things like that. But the point being that they're saying that this is the new step forward and that, you know, drone transport is here and it's starting first place in Coventry and it's there. So at some point, Sam, I think we should, um, we'll have to get ourselves down there and have a look at it. Well, we'd have to get ourselves up there. Oh, we, sorry, we would. Yeah. We wouldn't be going. We could go no. down there if you want. It'd be a long way round. Uh, well, it would be an infinite loop. It wouldn't be an infinite well, loop. Well, we'd have to go down to South Africa and then... Well, yeah, by, to, we live on a circle, so by by rights, if we got a plane that could do that amount of travel, we could just go in a circle and come back on ourselves. We over, could go down. The North Pole. Yeah. And then... It wouldn't be pleasant. Well, it would know, take it a lot longer than driving 45 minutes up the M1. <laughs> I don't, it depends what how you enjoy your life. I quite enjoy a twenty hour flight. Well, longer than that. Actually, you would. You, what you wouldn't enjoy is paying for it. Oh, I assumed it would be free. Well, they they probably do it for us. I don't think that the five year old with the controller is going to follow us for twenty hours on a flight on a hoverboard. He could probably set us up if he flew that v that this drone to us, and you could pick us up and fly us back. Actually, I don't know what the range is. And I'm saying that I don't think the range is that far. But well, eventually, it's definitely not going to be from Coventry to here. Well, eventually they're saying that their range will increase to the point where they could go, you know, town to town, city to city. But there is a regulation problem, and this is with the, I'm going to forget their name. I did write it down, the Civil Aviation Authority in the UK. And if you're in other countries, it will be with your FAA in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But UASA for Europe? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's like the European Safety Standard. So they're, they're, basically, there's a, all of these big authorities are trying to understand how they can manage drone transport in the future for whatever it may be, because we have helicopters. So drones are really just a, a unmanned, modified version. What of What does the this rules. thing look like? Because I'm just envisaging a flat board with four propellers on each end, like vertical ones, like like a hoverboard, but for six people. I'm actually a bit gutted. I, I don't think... I t- I, do you know what? I feel bad, because I should have taken a screenshot for you, Sam, shouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, until yeah. I can show you. I mean, we're definitely going to put a screenshot of it out when we release this podcast on the Facebook page. So when you post the link, I'll, we'll post I'll it with a photo a... of this absolute abomination that I imagine it looks like. I think it just looks like I mean, a big in drone. the words of a famous TV actually, show, you know, you, it's you... a... Oh, I've typed in the wrong thing now. Hold on. What did I want to type in? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Weird hoverboard Coventry. Uh, what did I call it? Uh, world's first... Just put hoverboard flying, Coventry in. Flying taxi. Flying taxi Coventry. You just see a picture of a fireball. Okay, so there's the site. Right. So Sam can have a look at it on my phone. Sorry, I know if you're listening along. I What did I search? It, it looks you. frankly ridiculous, guys. So Sam's a big fan, um, which we can all tell already, I suppose. If you Google it on Google... There is... If you Google it on Google, if you Google it on other search engines, we can't guarantee what will be there. So, what did I search? So you've searched it, not on Google, weirdly, on, uh, you've put Flying Taxi Coventry. Right. What we do have is a picture of the port, many pictures of the port, um, a picture of a drone, 
just a drone with a camera on it. A picture of a Chinook. Oh, that maybe, fact, maybe I found a picture of chinooks. it. Oh, you got it? I found a picture of it. It's not an actual picture. It's a computer-generated picture. So it's oh, yeah, utter no, rubbish and it doesn't exist and I'm that, out. That might be real. No, it's not. Look yeah, at no, it. That's you can real. quite clearly tell that that's from a film. Uh, sorry, everyone. I've just knocked my microphone looking for this. I think that's... So what it does, the, the idea of this, sorry, just to clarify how this works, that when you go in... I'm a bit curious about the cost is the only thing that I see a bit of a hurdle because when you go into the port... They're going to have a few fancy shops, but that's it. It's not going to be like an airport where it's duty free and all that. It should be like a bus station. It's going to be like a, a nicer bus station, is what they're aiming for. So it'll be a, an upmarket news agent. Right, okay. Just sells, I don't know. There's not going to be a McColl's. No. Well, I think they, <laughs> well, they just got bought out, didn't they? Yeah. Did they actually get bought out? In here? Yeah. Oh, sorry, well, it's not know. for our podcast, though. <laughs> yeah. So what it's going to do is you're going to walk in, and instead of it taking off in the port, it's going to be lifted up to the roof, genuinely, on like a hydraulic ram. So the floor will lift up, it right. will get to the roof, and then it takes off from the roof. Right. And then it lowers back down, and the next one rolls itself on. But if you're doing that for Intr- six people, I just wonder if that's yeah, going to exactly. compete with a bus, or whether it's going to compete with... What, a bus with... that could take over 100? I don't think so. Interestingly, I'm getting a travelator to work tomorrow. They've just invented it. Travelator. I just, I just wake up, roll out of bed, stand on it. It's got showers on it, a uh, sofa, there's, TV. Sorry, there's an actual picture for you, Sam, of what it... That's, that's a real... That's the real. It real looks thing. like a gazebo. It's a bit... Yes, it does look a bit like a gazebo. Oh, yeah, it does. Compare that the to the CGI, the clear CGI image of the first one. It, I, I'm, I'm not usually so strongly opinionated on this podcast, but this is utter rubbish. No, I don't know. I don't know. The, the commentary... Did telegraph. you read this on the 1st of April? No, no. <laughs> Do you know what? Funny enough, I was reading some financial news, and this was what this was like one of the top stories. Oh, this thought, was like a joke to take you away from the the severity of the financial news. Yes, this is sort of ego, lads. Have a, Unbelievable! Uh, Never knew you were so gullible. Well, for this is in the automotive news. Take shape in the idiot on podcasts <laughs> believes in flying taxi. Take shape, Miles Goodson of the Miles Driven today made himself look like a fool. No, here we go. That is the actual image. That's that's actually the thing. That's what it. So it looks like. So I'm seeing something that's been made, and some genuinely, this is obviously is from the opening. I'm guessing. Yes. It's just a bunch of people in jeans. They turned up to the opening. They're not even wearing jackets. There's a bloke here. Look, look at the guy on the end. There's a bloke here. He's a rather portly gentleman in jeans and a polo shirt. Yeah, but that's how you do a a launch. That's Kenneth. Who made yeah, it? That's Kenny who made the drone. And they're like, oh, can we buy it? He's like, it's a pet project. It, it's, made, it's just made of cardboard. It's just for me to fly around Coventry. <laughs> it's not for you to fly around Coventry. <laughs> anyway, so there we go. I, I covered off so that bit of. At uh, some point in the distant future, we might have a flying taxi, but right now we don't. Everyone's talking about it. I can't remember. There was a company a while ago who said they were weeks away from yeah, launching Yeah, people this. that have just watched The Fifth Element. If you haven't seen The Fifth, fifth Element, just Google Fifth Element flying car. And you'll see what I'm talking about. This it was one of those films from I think the 80s or 90s where they sort of in 2030 this is what life's going to look like or 2020 yeah, or probably the said year 2000 now, right? this is what life's going to look like. Yeah. And everyone's flying around in flying taxis and it's one of those ones where all the poor people live on the floor and drive cars. Oh, yeah. Still, yeah. And everybody else lives up in the sky. And God, you there's a famous part of it with a um a woman with let's say a different anatomy. Where she's got three things instead of two oh, things. Oh, isn't that Total Recall? I thought that was Total Recall. Ah, uh, maybe it is. Maybe I'm getting confused. Right, everyone. There we go. Great information from. No, Sam but the film I'm thinking of is The Fifth Element. Right, because it's got but Bruce. Will- it's got put... Bruce Willis in it. 
But you're not thinking of iRobot either. No, I'm. I thought that maybe it's in both. I thought it was the fifth element. But anyway, that's by the by. People have downloaded the film. They've paid. I'm going to have a look it. now. While and they're, you're they're now outraged. Let me have a look. I reckon he's got shares in the fifth element film production, and he's just trying to get people to watch it. Is it, is it having a reboot, mate? Are you trying to get people interested in the new one? No, I, I think I don't know if it did. Well, I, I, what I was going to say is I thought there was Flying Cars also in Total Recall. But maybe we're just talking about Total Recall. Oh, no, it is Total Recall. Oh. The, 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 the lady was from Total Recall. The Flying Cars oh, right, are from okay. The Fifth Element. Okay, fine. <laughs> At least you were half right. Yeah, that's, more that's right the last one with Bruce Willis in it. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total yes. Recall. Yeah, so. they did do a remake of that. They did do a movie. Well, sort of. They they, did do... they, it was a remake that wasn't really a remake. They called it Recall. Yeah. Um, and it was the Didn't same. I... It was a similar sort of premise where you do go to that place called Recall. And yeah, they... yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched but it. But the film was, it was completely different was to the original film. Was it? Um, the Irish guy that was in Colin Phone Farrell? Booth. Yes. Colin Farrell? Yeah. Was he? I think. I'm okay. fairly sure. Oh. And um, I can't remember what the actress was called. But it, they sort of did a remake, but they completely changed quite big aspects of the plot. Yes, uh, that okay. Yeah, that's that rings a bell. Yeah. Anyway, back to cars. So from, did, did from we, Hollywood to, <laughs> to Coventry. Uh, did you get there from Coventry, did we? Okay. <laughs> well, maybe Coventry will be able to do one-way flights to the US soon. Yeah. Well, okay. They might not be able to do one. They might be able to do one stop, but they could fly you to Heathrow possibly. Brilliant. So, for, so from Coventry, you were to get a transfer to the airport where or, you can get a plane to fly to could, America. If East Midlands opened up flights to the US. Right. Then you could get your vertical takeoff landing drone from Coventry to East Midlands. You could get Midlands. a taxi from Coventry to East Midlands and then fly on a plane, something that's actually a thing, to America. Well, maybe this would be cheaper. That's my, that, my big concern is I'm not. They, they, there was no part in the article where anyone said the price. Of course there wasn't, because there isn't a price. You can't put a price on something that isn't real. No, but I just wonder, like, you must have an idea. Let's say that you, you just boil it down. You say, well, this is cost Yeah, someone has million. had an idea. Kenneth has had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> and he's made up a story that he's made something. I just, that my only yeah, big thing against it would be, for example, if they said, oh, it's £100, we can get you to one side of commentary to the other, I'd be like, yeah, great, I'll just get an Uber. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll probably drive my car from London to Edinburgh. Yeah, but then, it, but then it might be three pounds. Yeah, I don't see it. Well, it's if it's if it's. I, not, I'm what? I'm going to put myself in the skeptical camp. Sam's going skeptical camp. I'm going to go optimist, which is yeah, I've been I've been balanced as ever. Sam, you're the skeptic. I'm well, the no, optimist. I've given a balanced opinion as ever. <laughs> and, <laughs> and but I'm going to lean slightly towards being more skeptical about this. That than was even optimistic. less balanced when we go and look at a car that I've said looks like it's something I could buy. Well, yeah, but at that point, I'm not interested. I've just given Fair up enough. all hope. Miles yeah. is interested in a car. Fine, he's buying it. Right. Next. Should we go on to the next topic, or did you want to riff about your? Uh... No, no, I've got nothing to riff about about that abomination of a taxi. Oh, this is something that I. Got a bit frustrated with actually. We, we did you go to get a taxi across no. Coventry? <laughs> <laughs> so we've said on this podcast many times that you know we do it family friendly because we want to get as many people involved in cars as possible. Particular... Oh, are we allowed to swear now? No. Oh. Um, but we're particularly <laughs> keen on you know younger people, uh, women, guys who aren't that interested in cars, but also people that love. You know, we're trying to open it up to everyone. And I was thinking of okay when we first started to drive yeah what were the sort of hurdles we had to get past so obviously you've got to do your driving tests yeah, provisional and practical yes <laughs> do you know what i mean like and i thought what what is it that's actually stopping people because i know my cousin 
in Sweden. He's still not got his driving license and he's going to turn 21 this year. And I spoke to him the other day and he said, well, okay, the, the costs are quite similar. Uh, you have to do a little bit more driver training over there because you have to do some in the sort of ice and snow and be able to oh, control okay. the Well, that makes but, sense. But all in all, the main reason was cost. And I said, well... Oh, okay. Is it more expensive over there or is it just it's an expensive thing to do, do you know in what, general? Do you know what catches us up very quickly? What? Insurance. Oh, okay. You know, insurance what, there's more is, over there? No, no. Oh, it's less. Uh, there's so less. There's more to learn to drive, but their insurance yeah, is less. Because you've got to do... Because certain, they've had to do more. You've got to do more lessons and things are a little bit more expensive and the cars will generally be a bit more expensive. But it gets normalised by when you say to a 17, 18-year-old over here, how much is your insurance? And they say... It's the cost of uh, three Knightsbridge houses. And a nuclear power plant. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's, it's like the national debt is yeah. yeah. the only way I'm going to get myself driving. You think, there's got to be a better way. Like, I know young drivers are the riskiest. I know it's what was told to me when I first started driving. Oh, well, yeah, you're yeah, the riskiest yeah. category, so you have to pay the most. You think, that's not really the right way of looking at it. If you're the riskiest category, help you get on the road. Instead of yeah. just punishing you for being young in the first place. Yeah, exactly. By saying, yeah, well, yeah. you have to pay the most. And you're also, you're aiming at a particular section of society that just finished school. And also, those people have also been told for the last five, six, seven years before they even started learning to drive, well, you'll crash within the first year anyway. Yeah. So, so they're going into it with that, yeah. with that attitude. And then everyone buys like a rubbish car that's broken. Yeah. And, and it's sort of, it's of no shock to anyone. Yeah, exactly. So that means that Basically, they've been set out with a bad, bad intent. Or they've been set out with a bad attitude to start with, and so, then given a, a a bag of bolts to drive around in. Yeah, so, and then everyone's surprised when they crash it into the nearest Tesco's. Yeah, it's the thing. You're basically set up to fail. But the the one thing I really don't like is that I, I know that the government, uh, not the central government. If you are actually, by the way, listening to this and you've recently passed and you want to do your pass plus, it is possible you could get a discount if your local authority runs one. It's oh. worth finding out if you want to go and do a Pass Plus. Uh, some local authorities actually give, they'll, they'll sort of pay something towards it. But it's just when I started adding it up and I thought, well, okay, what was it for me? And he, okay, driving lessons, they're quite expensive. Yep, everyone. Well, you also, you have to do a certain amount now. There is a Because oh, yeah, I hadn't, I didn't do too many. I think I did, I did two hour lessons. Sam was I, an absolute hero. They looked at him, they said, uh, well, you like him drive, and then set him off on his well, life. I did two hour lessons, and I think I did five two hour lessons, so I only did 10 hours of learning before I did my test. Yeah, okay. But I think that now... That would explain your uh, driving. Oh, you give know? over. <laughs> oh, actually, the chap said to me, the, the, going back to last week's podcast, the one thing I meant to say, the chap oh, yeah. for the Porsche, the middle chap, oh, yeah. when we were talking afterwards yeah, on yeah. the way into the pits, he said to me, he said, well... That was absolutely great. He said, I can tell you one thing. And I was like, oh, here we go. He's going to tell me what I've done wrong. He said, absolutely nothing wrong with your driving. And I was like, well, I shall take that. And thank you very much. I got out to Cat and said, we can go now. <laughs> Did he then say the same thing to the next person? No, I imagine. Afterwards? No, obviously just, just said it to every single person. I can feel better. No, no, I'm um, um, What was my point anyway? <laughs> that you basically looked oh, yeah, at I only had, I only had, I only had 10 hours of, of driving. Yeah. Which is genuinely true. I had five two-hour lessons. Yeah. And then I had my test and I passed first time because I'm an absolute don. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think now... It's, it's strong claims from Sam. It is, but I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah. But now I think there's... I don't know what the minimum is and you might know better than me. Oh. But there is a minimum amount of driving lessons that you have to do I now. I think you need to do 20 hours. I was going to say I think it's 20 at least. 
Your sister must have done this because she had a yeah. driving license fairly recently. I'll it? find out, but yeah. I, I'm fair. It's you have to do a minimum, and it's quite high. So you have to. And also, theory. they're really expensive now. What the test compared to what it were? I mean, I was paying forty pound for two hours worth of lessons. Yeah, was, yeah, exactly. I think it's now like forty pound for a lesson of Ooh. an hour. No, no, that's way too expensive. Oh, I know. Well, okay, if someone's charging that much, ring around, see if you can get a deal. Because, I mean, I wasn't even factoring that in. Cause I was well, like, obviously well, I it's going to have gone expensive. up from when we passed, but I think it's gone up by quite a lot. This and the, the tests thing. are more expensive now as well. I know I the test has gone up in price. 50 quid it cost me. And I know the theory has got more difficult. Well, there's more questions I don't, I don't know that it's necessarily got more difficult. Well, okay, I think there's, there's just more, more questions pass. and you yeah. have to get a higher... Yeah. You have to pass a certain... I mean, I didn't get any wrong, so it doesn't matter to me. Right. But I didn't. didn't get any, you didn't get any wrong? I didn't. I got zero wrong. I got 100% on my um, theory. I think Sam might be making things up. I got 100% on my theory, and I got two minors on my practical. Right. I could, I'm going to go and dig them out <laughs> yeah. when I get home now. I'm bring them in next week. I'm going to scan them and put them on the on People the that know Facebook. you that are listening to this. So your mother's probably out there going, My mum will, my mum will back liar. me up. She'll back me up because she knows I've got full marks because no, I came no. home boasting about Fair it. Fair enough. I, know, I, know, I, I do know you passed first time because you passed... Because obviously there's a little... Only a small age gap between us. Yeah, so well, I it, took, it took me long. I didn't more. pass till I was 19. Did you not? Yeah, no, but I was you were still, 18. No, I was, uh, no, I was 18. You're right. Yeah. But I was still at school, wasn't I? So I didn't need to because I had a friend who drove. So Yes, okay. Because I, I passed... A pretty bad car, but he did drive. I passed and I got my first car when I was 17. Yeah, your yeah. little pink Astra. So I had a red Astra that had been previously used... Pink into... Astra. It had faded slightly. But Salmon. I bought, from, for £6, I bought some teacup from Halfords. And after I'd finished with it, that car was like a brand new red spray car. It was still pink, <laughs> quite not, badly. Not to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of things uh, uh, to your car, eye. How they are to everyone else. That car came with three cigarette butts in the ashtray. Back when they had proper ashtrays. Yeah, it came with a free broken cigarette lighter. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it came with a free broken radio. <laughs> yeah, but you changed the radio, didn't you? Well, I had to. <laughs> yeah, but you would have anyway because you were seventeen. It came with free leatherette style. Seat covers. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> it was such a bad car. But that was it. It was a four door as well, wasn't it? It was <laughs> such a bad and car. Someone had put GSI from the previous Astra model from the Mark Three. They had put GSI style wheels it was on. Such an awful car. Of which, when I took it for the MOT, were two wheels buckled or one? Do you remember? We oh, turned... you know, it had one because it was one. vibrating like an absolute mother on yeah. the motorway. Yeah. And so we took it along and we said, oh, it's uh, it's vibrating and it, it needs its MOT anyway. And I'm as wet behind the ears as you can get. I'm 17 years old. Uh, I was probably yeah. actually, I probably just turned 18 by the time this thing needed an MOT. And I thought, probably needs, you know, obviously I was still an expert at 18. I was yeah, walking really... there, strutted <laughs> in as if, well, I know everything. <laughs> and after they reeled off the two pages of advice, it genuinely was two pages. It genuinely was. It went on to the second page. I was like, wow. <laughs> but it, it only failed on a buckled wheel and <laughs> something else that wasn't too big. And he said, Oh, I can do that for you, but you need to get your own wheel. Because he, oh, couldn't, he couldn't. I remember the day of getting the wheel. I was going to go on to getting the wheel. Because <laughs> I said to him, Well, do the work to fix. Because he looked at me with this face of, Listen, mate. This car's worth, and I'm thinking this car's worth thousands. You know, I've got the it's dealer. It's about lifetime. four pence. Yeah, he's thinking <laughs> scrap value is what he's thinking in his, his head. Because the wheels were not common and they'd just been thrown on at some point, yeah. he was like, look, I can't get you a replacement wheel. So you'll have to do it yourself. 
but I can do whatever mechanical bits it needed, which was were fairly minor, but it needed them to pass the MOT. Now, he expected me, I'm sure, like a reasonable person, to say, well, let me see if I can get a wheel, <laughs> then I'll come back and do the work. But I was quite optimistic, as I always am. And I said, we'll do the work, and then I'll, I'll go and get I'm a wheel, go and, get and a I'll wheel come now. back later. <laughs> so the work was done. I think we were sat. We were sat in the waiting room i think I'm, I'm pretty sure you might have gone off at some point and like gone for a kfc or something yeah i had i, my, I so had long. my car at this point oh, okay yeah because we dro- we drove to this place yes to go and get the wheel so what i then looked up was it scrapyards or i don't it... know you must have looked up where can i get murdered <laughs> <laughs> imagine a i wouldn't even call it an industrial area it was Imagine just... a back, the back of some garages. Yeah, it didn't look like, you know, if you would turn up to Harrods, there's a particular look you expect in the place. Hang on, let's, let's manage people's expectations and then we'll go down from there. Okay. If you turned up to the tip, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it looks like a bit of an intimidating place because there's blokes with high vises on and big machines shouting, about and they're yeah. shouting at you, gesturing with their arms. And so it... imagine that. But nothing like that and a million times worse. Well, it was sort of down the back of an industrial estate, but the industrial estate sort of sloped everywhere, and fell away. Yeah, so and everywhere had iron, thick iron gates with chains and padlocks. Oh, on. yeah, you wouldn't have jumped over it. I mean, you could have tried to jump over it, but they were like the sort of people, like, if you try and jump our fence, we will get you. Yeah. If we don't get you with the first lot of spikes, we'll get you with the second Yeah, lot, and know? then we'll get you with a gun. Yeah. So, we, so But we get eventually we get to the place where you've found somewhere that they're was selling a, wheels. A porter cabin. As we drove in... And a bloke with a dog in a porter cabin. It was a pit bull on a chain. It was a pit bull on a chain, <laughs> genuinely. I don't want to make it. I'm not, I don't want to make it. No, no. You can make it as stereotypical as you want because it was as stereotypical it as it gets. I, I thought I'd play it down a little bit, but it was. It was a pit bull on a chain. But it was a nice pit bull. Yeah, it was, it I'm sure it was lovely. The bloke looked more like a pit bull than the, the pit bull the, did. The bloke looked quite angry. I mean, like, as in we turned up and were customers. I had cash in my wallet knowing that this is a sort of place that's definitely not going to take a card. If, so, if I'd driven there, I'd have locked the doors. Well, I did drive there. Yeah. If I wasn't with you, I'd yeah. have locked the doors. And he kind of looked at us very annoyed and angry that we were there. And then I sort of said, look, I'm looking for a wheel. And I gave him a very vague description of what? It wouldn't have surprised me if you just threw a wheel at you and goes, there you go. I mean, practically did. He said, oh, I think I might have something. And then he disappeared. And me and you were stood there, at 18 <laughs> years old, in, a, in shorts. Wondering if the heavies are going to turn. Yeah, just thinking, <laughs> are we about to get mugged? Have we, you know... We're, we're, I've did... only just got this car. I don't want to lose yeah. it. <laughs> and we, we had a little walk around. And it was a sort of place that, you know, when they put cars stacked on one on top of each other. Yeah. So yeah. They, you'd just look at that on your left. And but I that was to... decoration. There yeah, wasn't it was. Anything I said to Sam, I said, well, there's nothing... We're not going to find anything there. So we look on the right, and okay, there's bits of cars over there that have been torn into pieces. And he sort of... (laughs) By that dog. Yeah. He sort of drifted off that way. And then he came back, I think, with two or three wheels. And one of them, this was all done off looking. Yeah. You know how most people, they'd say, oh, well, I've got a 16-inch wheel or a 20-inch wheel or whatever. (laughs) I've got one over here. He turned up. I was like, oh, that, that, that matches the one I've got. He's like, right, that was he could charge me 40 quid. Yeah, I think so. Something and he had a tire on it. So, I mean, whether it was a good tire or not, well, well past the, the MOT. But, but that tire stayed on there for the rest of the ownership of that vehicle. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and then when I turned up to the MOT, it was funny. You know, you're supposed to be retested to something, you know, they put it back in and they just test the bit that failed. Yeah, yeah. I turned up to the MOT centre. I said, I've bought a new wheel. And they were really busy, as in they had 
like cars stacked up outside. But I think I'm also so surprised that you managed to turn up with a wheel. Well, I, I was driving now. <laughs> it's like, right, I put the wheel on, there you go. But they they looked to me, and it was a guy who hadn't given me this fail note. And he's like, sorry, what, what are you here for? And I was like, oh, I failed earlier. And I failed at like nine o'clock in the morning, and I'm there as they're, you know, five o'clock. Yeah, busiest time. Everyone's, everyone's turned up from work. To, and, you know, some people have not passed, and they're trying to get something done quickly. And it was just mayhem as we walked in and i see a bloke from the back lean over see it's me again and he goes did you get that wheel just shouted at me i was like yeah yeah, i've got it and i'm thinking oh yeah i'll go and show you i'll go and show you he's like yeah pass him pass him and just just get printing me off an mot certificate and off i went i was yeah. like well this is brilliant <laughs> uh, it's just utterly mental that that was uh do you know what? I, I was a bit sad that was that the car. beginning of of everything that's come since i think i let someone i worked with borrow that car and they broke it. Well, it's probably for the best. Yeah, and I think in the end, it was broken. I bought another car, and I still had... Oh, because this car... This is why, ladies and gentlemen, when you buy a vehicle, it is worth spending £9.99 or £7, whatever they charge for an HBI check. Because I traded that car in at the car dealer I worked at the time. And everything was fine. I bought a much nicer, newer car. I was very happy with myself. Felt very successful that I'd worked in a job for four or five months and been able to upgrade from a older, more worn vehicle right. to a much newer car that I was really, you know, excited to own. And um, that Astra disappeared, and that was the end of it. I didn't think I'd ever see it again. And then about three weeks later, that Astra drove back into where I worked, and a trade plate got out. And I thought, well, oh, that's a bit odd. And a, a very senior manager then came back and he said, we can't sell that car. It's got finance on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And, you know, you anyway, the, the salesmen were, my, you know, uh, salesmen I worked with were very good with me. They were like, no, don't let them take the money off you. But I was an intimidated 18 year old, I suppose. The, yeah. When the senior manager said, no, you need to now pay us the 400 quid or whatever we gave for you and keep it. And I was like, oh, okay, take it out my salary. Because I didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't think. Yeah. But then I had two cars. Well, that's true. So I lent it to someone. And, uh, but yeah, that, and when I called the finance company, I said, look, you know, I, I don't know, because I had no idea how this worked. I was like, look, um, I know it owes finance, but I don't owe you anything. Like, you know, I, I, you can have the car. And the person on the phone was, we don't want the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely said to no, we're not. No, it, we understand you, you. We can see, you know, you're on the DVLA as the reg registered owner. It's not you. That's not the name of the person we're uh, looking for for the finance money. So don't worry about it. But uh, you can't sell that car without letting the next people know that it's got a finance thing yeah. in it. And we're not going to remove it. And I was like, so what? You know? And they were like, well, you can't. So basically, told me I can't sell it. I can't do anything with it. And yeah. I can So I was like, oh, it will get crushed eventually then. Like, yeah, I mean, you just can't a, drive it. Either. It was a hundred and seventy thousand mile Astra that was twenty years. Uh, no, it wasn't twenty. It was fifteen years old. Yeah, it's just completely pointless. Than well, even bothering with it, really. Well, I, I suppose someone might have wanted to restore it back to its prime. No, glory. I'm not sure anybody wants to restore it. I that. think it only had twelve owners. Oh, good. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes my... you can't even laugh at you. Sometimes. I bought that car. Uh, not on anyone's driver or anything. Someone had parked it up next to the local park <laughs> with a handwritten sign, and I walked past it, and I'd passed my driving test, and I needed a car. And yeah, that sounds say, about right for yeah. you. Yeah, I was like, I, well, it, it's 
I don't know how much it was. Let's say it was £700, for example. I thought, well, £700? I've got £700. It's a, I mean, it must be working because it's got here. And uh, yeah, taxi driver turned up and he's like, oh, it's my sharp, taxi. Sharp logic as always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, it did, it did me all right apart from I got pulled over once by the, an unmarked police Volvo. Absolutely, you know, as, I don't want to say terrified, but <laughs> worried as any 17 year old in their first car would be. Yeah, of course. Because I think, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? <laughs> have I not indicated? Am I about to get three points? You can only get. Six. Yeah, in your first few years. Actually, I don't know if that rule applied then. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Either it does, way. It doesn't matter. I was very worried about, because it, three points, I mean, I already paid £1,700 for the insurance. <laughs> yeah, just for the insurance. On a £700 yeah. car, yeah. which is where I'm getting back to about, you know, uh, about costs for young people. And he pulled me over and he said, uh, you're right, mate, your, um, your rear uh, licence plate light it's fallen off and is hanging below the car and it's just illuminating the road and it's a bit blinding. <laughs> and you know when you're sort of like, oh, well, I'll sort that out right now. Sorry, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and just the oddest thing of, okay, um, I have no tools with me. I have no idea. Just rip it off. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea how it's broken. I have no idea. So I just sort of wedged it back in. It illuminated the plate for a little while. And, and then I think I got home and I super glued it or something. Yeah, that but sounds about right. You know what? Held on. Yeah. Till the day I well, till the day it was crushed, I assume. You could say till the day you died then, wouldn't no. you? <laughs> <laughs> but it does frustrate me that what you know, I'd really like to see enthusiasts because I just think that cars are something that young people can get interested in. And actually, of all the interests you can have in life, it's probably one of the better ones. Particularly because what's someone doing wrong to you if they're out cleaning their car all Saturday versus someone who's not had any interests and they, you know, I don't know, go and tear up the estate you know stolen whatever or, or whatever people do but it generally yeah. can well, get it's still in the car yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> um, but generally if you can get people interested in cars it's just something and there's something very special about it to me at least anyway yeah no it, you, you make a fair point uh, particularly if you can have the ability to go out in a vehicle and just spend time to yourself and sometimes if you've had a bad day you've been able to just go for a drive and challenge yourself sometimes if you know if the road's clear and you know uh, you're on the country lane there's no one there and everything else but it's just there's just something special about it to me and i would hope that there'll be people that also feel that way but more and more younger people i speak to are just like well it's going to cost me thousands and thousands and thousands yeah exactly and what am i going to do at the end of it i'm going to have an old car that i don't understand how it works and no one's ever told them a car can be enjoyable. No. They've been told they're polluting. They've been told they're bad. They've been told they're terrible. They've been told, you know, oh, they just cost you loads of money. They've inquired, well, you know, what is the deal with it? And someone said, well, it's going to cost you X amount for driving lessons. Then you've got to get a test. Then you've got to pay thousands for insurance. You've got to find a car to buy. You've got to tax it. You're going to crash it. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> going to crash it. And you think, you know, I know some people might say, oh, well, it keeps people off the road. It's like, yeah, you understand that. Yeah, but how else are they going to get anywhere? Yeah, and, and the next generation will just come along and well, say... Well, they'll fly in taxi from coffee. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> they'll come along and they'll say that and then you'll have all your cars banned. That's not what we want. You need to get everyone interested in cars because otherwise when uh, some of the stuff that's coming along for legislation about cars, you sit there and you think, do you know what a car is? Like some of the people who write the rules. For oh, them, yeah. It's... You just think... Well, it's the same with everything. People that write health and safety stuff, they obviously have never done the things they're writing health and safety for. This, so. It's exactly the, exactly the point, Sam. Is, you know, if we had more enthusiasts, there would be more outrage when someone says, oh, 
we're going to put noise limiters on the road. Oh, we're going to decide that you're going to be fined this amount. The absolute madness of stuff that comes out anti-car. You think that would be all well and good if people had a, a choice. Yeah. And they exactly. could be enthusiastic. You know, there's lots of things to be enthusiastic about. But cars would always remain purposeful because you can always just have them as something to go to the track. Yeah. You know, if your, your phone is a good camera, it's also a good phone. It's also a good internet browser. But if tomorrow someone said, oh, you can't make calls with it, you'd be like, oh, well, it's still kind of pointless to have it. But it, it still does all this other stuff. It's all, yeah, and so if, you're, if actually, some people out there, they've never made a phone call on their phone. No, that's very true. They've only used apps and stuff. So if you took away one function, they'd be like, well, I'm still, I still enjoy the phone. And yeah. That's the thing with cars. They're good for commuting. They're good for enjoying of an evening if you just want to go out, you know. Particularly, or even if you want to sit and just clean it outside. Yeah, exactly. People enjoy just, that. If you've got a couple of hours, it's better than sitting in front of the sofa and just waiting for the day to end. Yeah, that's true. Um. I usually um, prefer to sit on my sofa. What did I say? Sitting in front of the sofa. Yeah. Well, I well, you think might you meant watch. sit in front of the TV. Yeah. Or you but might be watching the sofa. You you might sit in front of your sofa. Yeah. Just to admire it. it. I mean, you spent all this money on it. Well, you haven't. But you spent no. all this money on it. You sold it for me, actually. I might say. <laughs> actually, couch, you stole it from my fiance. It's a fold-out couch. It's a yeah, it's a sofa bed. Sofa bed. But a, sorry, a, that's a, the... quite a reasonably pricey sofa bed. It's not a cheap IKEA jobby. Yeah. And it's here. Yeah. Had fun getting it up the stairs though, didn't we? Oh, blimey. <laughs> the next thing we'll talk about is the police have decided you'll like this one, Sam. They've decided to change the way they record accident statistics. Okay. Because they're saying that three times as many accidents as previously thought were caused by speed. So right. they want to up because the, the number of accidents obviously have been declining, and the reason for those accidents is becoming less and less about speed. And of course, we have loads of speed cameras and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, they need to justify them still being there. This is, it really annoyed me because at a time when oil prices are, you know, or petrol pump prices, not oil prices, but yeah. petrol pump prices <laughs> are through the roof. How many people do you see on a day-to-day that are thinking, oh, I'm going to go and rag my car? Ah, uh, one bloke today. One. Who, who, as I was driving here, decided he'd overtake seven cars oh, into oncoming traffic. Yeah. And then proceed to swear at me because I was the car at the front doing 65. Yeah. So you were trying to conserve petrol doing 65. Yeah, because else... if I go over 65 in my car, it starts chewing through petrol a bit yeah. more. So I know that's its optimum speed. So I'll just sit at that, which is the speed limit. Well, it's yeah. over the speed limit, no. actually. But everyone behind you decided, yes, I also don't want to waste any more money that I'm already spending on fuel to do a journey that is just a straight line. Yeah. One person out of all those has decided, I don't care. Yeah. But my point being that at a time when, you know, whenever petrol prices go up, insurance companies always say oh well the number of journeys go down and they, yeah, they yeah. don't offer a discount for that but when it goes the other way and petrol prices go down they say oh lots of people are doing pointless journeys because petrol is so cheap you know the first thing we do when petrol prices go down is we spray it all over our cars and then we well, put it I, in the fill the tank and yeah, then go for a long drive i usually walk as far as i can with the petrol nozzle and yep. then just light that line of petrol yeah why and not? just watch it burn yeah and i usually it's just, cheap i usually just throw a couple of five or ten pound notes on top of that what yeah well, why not? just sit if, there if and it's just that go, cheap petrol's so cheap just burn me money yeah and, and so insurance companies always say we've got to charge more insurance because people are doing pointless journeys now that petrol's cheap doesn't go the other way when petrol comes down in price it's just more idiotic down nonsense. Well, during the coronavirus they they did give refunds to be fair to some 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 companies the, to some people the insurance company i was with gave a refund so, yeah, I was so you're happy. happy yes but the point being to that is so at a time when we've got record high fuel prices people are trying to save a few quid probably the majority are not 
road racing. There will always be some. But your average person, if they used to go down a road quite quickly, they may be thinking a little bit about conserving fuel when it's costing them yeah, you know, 50% more this year than it was last year. And at a time when you've got a huge increase of distracted drivers on their phones or just not paying attention, for whatever reason, we're still going to say number one causes speed. Yeah, well, it's just stupid. I mean, it's just, I understand speed. Sometimes speed causes an accident. Someone's going too fast. Well, you can't really speed many places anymore anyway, because like you said, because of all the speed cameras and... Well, that's what I found when I went to... All the traffic calming measures they've put in place means that it's difficult to do that now anyway. So so. this is my point, is that I don't want a a statistic made to make me feel better. I want a, a real statistic. And if the statistic is, do you know what? Speed isn't causing that many accidents, but we still want to take it very seriously. That's fine. But to say that, don't say, we've changed the way we're recording it. And because, yeah, you're basically just saying we're doctoring things as, so that it fits our agenda. It's like when someone says, oh, there was a, you know, an accident here and it's human error. It's like, well, yeah, because all accidents are human error. And people who argue, no, no, well, what about this? No, someone designed the machine. Yeah. So if the machine failed, that's human error. Yeah. Someone designed, someone fixed a part on a car. If it falls off, that's also human error. If, you know, it's, it's very, I can't actually think of any scenario where no human has had any input and an accident has happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all, there's always a human element to it somewhere along the line. Now, if someone is driving too quickly, not paying attention or they're in poor conditions or whatever else, then of course, speed is a factor. But was it the, was it the major contributing factor or was it because they were texting on their phone? Yeah. Which is probably more likely. And I'm not having honest. to go, you know, to the to the police about it. I know they've got a tough job and they've, they've got to please a lot of people from public to the politics. But it's just, from my point, we've heard this over and over again. It's speed, it's speed, it's speed. And of course, I don't want people doing 100 miles an hour outside of my house. I'm no, not, of I'm not advocating don't. for that. But I'm saying if there's other causes, let's bring them to light. Because all I seem to see when it comes to dodgy driving is people distracted. Yes, definitely. I very rarely, yeah, yeah. At, at the moment, especially with high fuel prices, I'm very rarely seeing like what Sam saw earlier today. Yeah, but it's an isolated incident. Yeah, it so. happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Of course it happens. But what I'm seeing more of is people drifting and then drifting back. And they drift. Oh, this guy, this guy was doing that as well. It's just, um, <laughs> I, in fact, I had this yesterday. Some, someone, this was the thing that got me. I was following a lorry yesterday that had been turned off of a motorway and I could tell he had... He was extra high. You know, the oh, doors okay. yeah, are yeah, usually yeah. the, the... Well, he had another at least 10 feet on top yeah. of that. So I could tell he must have taken the route we're on because he doesn't want to go to a bridge. Yeah, yeah. But he seemed very unsure where he was. You know, when every junction you're coming up to and you're really crawling behind a truck. And uh-huh. it's, so there was a van behind him that I didn't realise. You know, I just thought, well, the van's decided. We're on an A road. Let's just follow him. It's 50, you know. Yeah. There was a very irate person in a Hyundai people carrier, I think it was, who was swerving in and out of the outside lane to try and get past. But what was funny is that person eventually did get past because the lorry driver, very good of him, he knew he was lost, he knew he was slow. He kept indicating right every time there was a clear... And the van just wasn't interested. And Mm -hmm. so the assumption is the van's just like, I'm happy doing the speed I'm doing. Yeah. Then I got behind the van. And this is where I realised the van has stayed there because I don't think he's once looked at the road. Oh, okay. He was doing 40. <laughs> I started to lose the lorry. The lorry started pulling away. 
Because as we got closer to the next junction, he must have realized, oh, I know where I am now. Right, I, I, you know, he picked up yeah. a bit of confidence. But the guy who was in this, or woman who was in this van, was stuck at 40 and was spending half of their time over the, what, you know, the, the yeah, white yeah. lines and then half of the time in it. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm for a start, I'm not overtaking them because I, yeah, no, I don't know whether they'll clip me or not. But they're clearly on the, like, they're clearly distracted in one way or another. Yeah. They're doing 40 on a 60 road. They're losing a lorry who's lost. Yeah, it's just dangerous. This is 10 o'clock at night. It's dark. Like this person, really, unless they could be falling asleep. Yeah, but this is something. Why, why, you know, why do we not spend our money and our resources putting more police out on the road to catch people that really are, you know, there's going a little bit over the limit, and people always are pushing it and pushing the boundaries. And I'm not advocating for the really irresponsible stuff, but I'm just saying, someone going past a speed camera at 35 in a, you know, I don't know, countryside area. Yeah. Which is what I had when I was yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah countryside areas and you were having to you know keep at thirty fair enough it is what it is but when you've then got someone who's driving around like that not getting pulled basically just driving along as they want well it just frustrates everybody else doesn't it yeah which is, and yeah. it frustrated everyone who was behind him yeah well it would so again. It's the thing for me. We're trying to get people interested in cars. Yeah. It's, it's becoming a bit more difficult. Hopefully, this podcast makes them uh, realise that actually there's a lot of ranting to be done if you drive a car. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> we need something positive, Sam. What's, what's my next subject here? Oh, yeah, it's not positive. Uh, Peugeot, we're trying to go up market, Sam. Oh, good. It's, uh, it's a lot of money now for a Peugeot. You know you liked the 308. You yeah, said yeah. You saw one. Uh-huh. Um, do you want to have a guess how much a plug-in 308 is? The top spec. £39,000. <sighs> ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, do you know what? That must, that's a, there's been a, a row, I don't know, four or five, where you've had guesses. That yeah, just well, I'm just far. a genius. I reckon you're just looking stuff up. You're reading <laughs> your mind before a Yeah, obviously, yeah. But this goes back into that thing I was saying about um, all manufacturers now want one customer. Yeah. And it's the person who's got a lot of money to spend on anything. You know, and, and so you're all just trying to attract them, and it kind of thinks to me, mm, I think there's a, I mean, they, they, the prices do start at 25,000. If you it's want, still a lot. If you want the base spec petrol. Yeah, well, it's still a lot, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you know the Fiesta ST, which used to start at 18,000 pounds, do you want to guess how much that is now? Oh, 27. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just shy of 26,000 pounds. Well, there you go, you see. <laughs> oh, we, should, we, we really need another game. We need that game that I played last week of you know the best selling cars, but we need it with prices. Prices, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to actually. You can tell by your stunned silence. No, you're not starting a game. No, okay. But tell me this: how much do you think an M3 is? I don't uh, know. In the UK, you can only buy BMW M3. I think you can only buy the competition spec. I don't know, fifty odd. No. Okay. There we go. I just want to make sure I catch you. Just, you just wanted to get me off. Yeah. The, the run. That's all. Yeah. It's like ninety six, ninety eight thousand. Oh right. Now. Okay. Yeah. And I just wanted to check that. Because when I say prices and I think they're, they're mad and you just guess it in one, I think, oh, have I gone? Am I, no, have you I know, gone you're mad? fine. <laughs> so I thought, well, let's just try that one and see. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's everything we wanted to do for our podcast this week, Sam. Well, there you go. You finished on a positive, getting me out of my run of oh, guessing yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah. You've there, abided by your own rules. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? I, there's a, a few things I wanted to cover off about, a, um, about the ST brands of Ford. Okay. But I haven't. I haven't got basically what I'm trying to find out is and listeners if you know please do sort of 
either send the message to Facebook or to Instagram. It's all the miles driven. It's you can send a message on the website as well, which is themilesdriven.com. Put a comment on our YouTube videos. Hopefully, by the time this one comes out, we'll have a few more. But what I'm trying to understand is where the ST. Yeah, it's a, all ST line. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I want to understand where that started. Oh, okay. Like I can understand, for example, RS. Yeah, it's yeah. come out of the rally area. But where did ST really start? Because you have the Ford Focus ST one seventy, you have the Ford Mondeo ST two twenty. That's where ST the ST badge first. Because before that you had Cosworth, yeah, and you had RS Turbo stuff like that for mm-hmm. Ford. But the ST badge sort of just appeared. Okay. In the, and and obviously after those two, then you had the Ford Focus ST. Yeah. The five cylinder one, and then the next Ford Focus ST, and now we've got a Ford Puma ST, the Ford Fiesta ST, the Ford Focus ST. So I just wonder where where that ST badge, if it just materialised or what. Okay, so you've effectively given me my homework live on the podcast, yeah, so I now go. have to do it. <laughs> so listeners, when you listen to the next podcast and we start it without that at all, you'll know that Sam <laughs> didn't do his podcast, I forgot about it, and he's very happy I've forgotten about it. And yeah, want to that sounds out. about right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so seen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's. Uh, I think that's everything I wanted to. I'm trying to think if there's a positive note we can end it on, Sam. I, did I think of... you've ended it on several positive notes all at my expense, so I think that's I fine. <laughs> I just wondered if there was something a bit more. What's what's exciting that's coming out? Uh, well, it's not not the GR86. I tell you that that's still sold out. No matter how many times I talk on this podcast about it. Oh, do you know what the um, the Nissan Z car? Yeah, that I talked about or Z because mm-hmm. I suppose it's only in America, so it's a Z. So they've released it in America now, and it looks like it's fantastic, and loads of people are really interested in it. And do you know where it's still not? Here. Well, you're not making it positive, so just oh, end yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just end the no. podcast here. Okay. Well, everyone have a great week, and we <laughs> shall see you on the next podcast. <laughs> well, we can say at least that the car, that new car from Nissan, looks. Although we we haven't seen, we haven't. You're turning it, it negative again. <laughs> but that, that car looks like that's a real cracker, and I think they're selling it over there for forty thousand dollars. So if you're listening and you're in the US, worth a test drive, I'd say, from what I understand about them. So there we go. There you go. Good. Right. Well done. Thanks everyone for listening, <laughs> and we will. Well, we'll see you in the next one. I will hopefully be there and I'll make sure it's positive. Is that is that your ending? Yeah, are, are we no, well, it was until you spoke again. Well, people just might think, is that, did he say goodbye? Or? Okay, goodbye, guys. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>